Todd Sachs of Sachs Realty, and today I'm excited that I'm sitting here with Anna Coleman of First American Home Warranty. And guys, we hear it a lot. Should I get a home warranty? Shouldn't I get a home warranty? We hear it from both buyers and sellers alike. Anna, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about you. So I am Anna Coleman with First American Home Warranty. I have been supporting the real estate transaction for 19 years. Um, I am also a licensed property casualty and life insurance agent um, in the state of Maryland. Awesome. It's so great having you here today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. So how did you get started in the insurance? Why was that of interest to you? So I just kind of fell into it. It really was something that I looked at going, who would ever want to be an insurance agent? And here I am 29 years later. Um, So I answered an ad in the Penny Saver. Do you remember the Penny Saver? Yeah, right. So I actually started to do hair out of high school. I thought I wanted to be a cosmetologist and I went through the whole process. Shampoo girl um, was going through the process. I was 10 hours away from taking the boards and shifted completely and um, answered an ad and was a, a secretary or an accounts payable clerk. Um, and he owned a, an insurance company. It was MAFE, Maryland Automobile Insurance Fund, high risk, kind of dove right in and um, they had an insurance agency attached and I had to cover for that agent. And sure enough, I became an insurance agent. <laughs> you were doing so, for the buyers and you've been serving the real estate industry, helping buyers get buyers, casualty insurance on their properties. Correct, and even sellers, if they have a vacant property, we can I could help them as well. Kind of really, not just protecting their interests, but also advising them through the process. Mm-hmm. It's not just selling something or insuring something, it's really making sure that their assets are properly protected. And that rolled right into home warranties, sure which did. is exactly why we're <laughs> here to uh, kind of educate our audience on right. you know, whether they should have a home warranty. We hear it a lot. Uh, when someone's selling, you know, agents have their own opinions on whether they should have it. And certainly being in a seller's market, and I've been in the industry long enough to see both sides, buyer's market and seller's market. And um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So you've been selling home warranties for four years now. I have. So I don't think of myself as a salesperson. Um, it really is a valuable tool. So for the real estate agent and um, even their consumers, so sellers or buyers, again, it's a tool to protect the transaction, add value and solve problems. So, so let's, let's talk about it. So an agent, um, I know we have agents that go in and they talk to the sellers and that's usually where it starts, right? So right. we have a listing or someone has a listing, they introduce that option to the seller to say hey look we can you know protect your home with a home warranty mm-hmm. actually as soon as the listing goes under contract right, right. Bef- way before it even sells in some cases so kind of take us down that okay. route of um, some of the benefits and um, and and how you have you know advise your agents to present this Sure. This value add. So it's a conversation I have all the time. Um, my focus is really education. And so from the listing side, you know, like you said, with the conversation at starts the listing, uh, educating that seller as to the valuable tool that this warranty can be from the time of listing. Um, First American, we cover them through the listing period, including the home inspection. So before repairs are even negotiated, we can, you know, cover, look to see what was found as an unknown pre-existing condition, cover that seller and actually benefit them before even a penny is paid on the home warranty. Um, So I think where you started was having that conversation. A lot of times it's not had. 
it's not discussed, you know, really the, the realtor is focused on getting the listing, that that piece is missed about the home warranty and the, the tool and the, the process that it can play in the real estate transaction and protecting them. So I love when realtors have that conversation, educate their seller, um, and then place the home warranty at the time of listing. Now you were saying through the home inspection, so for you know some people that have never sold a house, uh, a buyer comes in, puts a house under contract, they agree on a price, uh, deposits usually placed in escrow, and then part of that is get a home inspection. So the home inspector will come through that the buyer in most cases pays for and will check all the systems, things of that nature. And um, when you say that your warranty um, covers some of these, did you say pre-existing conditions? Unknown pre-existing. What is an unknown pre-existing? Sure, can condition? I tell you a story? Sure, I mean, I think I'd it's really Okay, so we had a seller that, you know, was living in the house using systems, which most sellers are still in their house. I mean, some are vacant or they've moved on, but most of the time they're still living in their house. Um, and they think everything is fine. But when a home inspector comes through and they start really looking at these systems, that's when we find that things are not operating properly. So the homeowner's living there. They have no idea that it's not operating properly. Um, and in this case, it was a seller that living in the house, older couple, using systems. They, we found that they had two gas leaks. They were two small pinholes in their gas line very dangerous. Um, so thankfully they were selling their house because something really you know, could have happened there. But we replaced that gas line for the seller. It was a thousand dollar repair. Mm. Meanwhile, they've paid nothing into the warranty. It was not a new failure, it was there. Mm -hmm. um, it was found during. Now you're home saying inspection. it was a thousand dollar repair, or they had to pay a thousand dollars. No, First American. It was about it was a thousand dollar repair that okay. we covered for that seller. Sure, for the deductible amount, Correct. which I guess can be adjusted based. It's a hundred dollar service fee. Okay. So, and with so they basically saved nine hundred dollars on this gas leak. Right, and more. They were they, you know the buyers get nervous when they see something like that. Right. So a home inspection is a snapshot in time. It's that day that the inspector is coming through, they're identifying if there's any mechanical failure or any latent defect. That's what they're looking for, right? right? So we do cover, and um, First American, we cover uh, lack of maintenance. So a lot of times they'll see that. Um, you know, For the buyer, it's for their own peace of mind. Am I, is this a good house for me? Are the systems going to hold up? Right. A lot of time on the home inspections, what I see, and I was negotiating one uh, as I was driving over here, um, that the systems are end of life, budget for replacement. At that point, when a buyer sees that and they've put everything on the table and put their best offer in, mm -hmm. they don't have the money. Yeah, they get nervous. So, is that a pre-existing condition? I mean, what, how do you handle end of life? Because I've you know had some situations where through the years having other warranty companies actually deny because mm -hmm. they said that that equipment was end of life. Right. So how does that work you know, with your company and um, covering or not covering end of life? And what that means, just so everybody understands, if you, know, if you have a water heater and they say that that water heater um, at seven, should be replaced at seven years, for instance, and you're at year eight, or year nine, mm -hmm. even though it's not leaking, right. that water heater, as far as a manufacturer suggest, suggested, you know, replacement time, right. you're beyond that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, with a HVAC or your outside, you know, air conditioning, mm -hmm. you know, unit, um, a lot of times they have, you know, manufacturer uh, recommended replacement time. So right. that's what we're referring to when we're getting close to that 
recommended or suggested end of life mm -hmm. period. So. Right, so that makes a buyer nervous. Right. And we don't, First American, we don't have an age restriction on our systems. So they can be 25 years old. They just need to be in good working order. Mm. Just have so to be working at the time. Good that working order. Having that inspection. <laughs> yeah. Good working right. order. Good working order. Right. So that does not, that's, we are the tool, right? So that's the tool that gives that buyer Who peace of mind. Who determines good working order? Is that the home inspector that you're relying the on? Even though they don't work for you. They don't. So the buyer's picking that home inspector. They're completely independent. So it's solely their opinion at that point. Correct. Mm -hmm. as, at that time to whether it was good working order correct right and we don't really ask for the home inspection so we are not a company that requires a home inspection consistently um, it is a tool for me that if a buyer moves in um, let's say we proceed for you know um, forward they place the home warranty the buyer moves in um, day two seems to be a magic number that claims tend to occur um, you know, I feel a house needs to breathe for 60 days. That's what I've seen in the industry, what my experience has, has shown me, that when you're transferring from one homeowner to another, and maybe a family of three moves out and a family of five moves in, when they start using the systems, that's when we see the failures, right? Right. So it's really devastating to a homeowner who just purchased the house, moves in and starts using those systems and Once sees the that home failure. Five or six more degrees than the other Correct. owners right. where they kept the, right, right. the temperature and right. now you're working the system harder or more people are taking showers and demanding the Correct. You know, water heaters and things right. like that. I mean, I have a claim right now that I was driving over also. I was, I was handling that and the buyers have been in less than a month and they've had three system failures. In today's seller's market, are you finding that the sellers are opting into these home warranties or are you finding it just depends on whether the agent is presenting it? More and more with the conversations that I have and the education that I am focused on, um, I'm seeing more and more sellers and re well, realtors have the conversation and more and more sellers, they're gonna, they, they agree. They're like, sure, we'll put the warranty in place. What should people look for? So when these home warranties, when a seller is selling a, a, you know, their, their home with a warranty, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that that buyer should be cautious of or, or curious of with that home warranty? We see home warranty, but mm -hmm. what does that mean? Right. Because, you know, I've been on both sides of it as the broker in, in discussing with home inspectors and warranty companies that, mm -hmm. hey guys, you know, the buyer is having a problem now and the claims are being denied or what right. have you. So, you know, are there things that a buyer could be mindful of? you know, when they're inquiring about what is covered or what isn't covered? Sure, well, I think at that point, really the real estate agent should ask questions. So if there is a warranty that's being given with the listing and it's being conveyed to the buyer, so a lot of times that, it, you know, it's gonna be transferred from the seller to the buyer. Um, some sellers or some real estate agents only want basic. They don't, they don't see the value. So they're giving the very basic coverage. So I, as a real estate agent, would Number one, I would recommend asking the question, can I see the contract? What see coverage is, can I see the contract that's being given to my client? What coverage is included? In the Maryland contract, it's number 40. It says to the buyer, basically, if you're receiving a warranty, it's a limited liability contract. It's telling the buyer to beware, but I also feel the real estate agent should kind of guide them through that process mm -hmm. and really set the right expectation. So what are the, some of the things or the uh, 
important mm -hmm. aspects of the contract that they should be looking at? Sure, just make sure that all systems are included because everybody has, you know, not, not all companies have all coverage included in the basic contract. We, we have three options. Um, our Eagle Premier is the most comprehensive that we do afford to both the seller as well as the buyer, but making sure that all systems are included. So give us an example. What's a basic system coverage typically? A basic's gonna be your electrical for failure, plumbing for plumbing stoppages, leaks and breaks, um, hot water heater, garbage disposal, some pump, oven range, dishwasher. That's gonna be Appliances. a lot of your appliance. Well, some know that you can add them in. Okay. So you're gonna wanna make sure that your washer, dryer, kitchen refrigerator are conveyed. Um, the air conditioning and the heat are in the basic warranty, but with that, in the basic, they're not covering you for failure due to improper installation. That is huge. I see that consistently on home inspections or even if the, there are repairs being negotiated in the transaction. What I see a lot is that you know receipts are being um, provided that the repairs have been done. The buyer is walking through the property a day or two before, just flipping the switch but really not running the system, mm. right? So when they move in, we see the failure because of improper installation. Mm. So in the basic warranty with most companies, Failure due to improper installation and you could is not be there. Out of that warranty period with the installer, so it could still improper installation Correct. could be installation could be years right. later, right? Right. If you're determining it to be right. installed improperly, the warranty is your tool, and if you have the right expectation, and that's where I see the biggest problem for consumers and buyers, or even sellers, is they expect everything, but and it's not really been discussed or provided uh, the, the brochure or the information has not been given to them. So, what kinds of things get added at the premium level? that failure due to improper installation. Okay. The hallway. other things that are covered? Mm -hmm. Does it get into windows or siding or? No, we don't. We don't, First American has looked at roof, you know, covering the roof, but it's so limited. So if you really look at that contract, there's so many exclusions. So, you know, we're always looking at staying well within the market, what everybody else is doing, but we wanna make sure that we're honoring the contract. And that's where I feel that we're different is because we honor our contract. So a lot of people, um, so, they don't realize too it could be a deductible difference too is that can you actually pay a little bit more money on putting the warranty in place for a lower deductible or how does that work you can yeah. that's a great question because there are some companies that are offering higher deductibles and the buyer has no idea um to really look at the you really need to look at that exactly look at everything and and you know i'm happy to be a resource even if you know i would love to work with everyone um, my focus is education so that they understand how to use the tool and then can set the right expectation to their client so that the customer is not surprised is it a different kind of coverage if it was say an investor and a, a um a tenant was coming in is that different coverage we offer that coverage to um, a seller, a buyer, a landlord, a property manager. We have an exclusive property management product. So we are not a company that, that does um, give a different contract for that. Okay. Some companies do, but First American, we do not. The big question that we get a lot of times is, can I extend the warranty? Mm -hmm. So people think if they get a one-year home warranty or you know, a two-year home warranty, that that's it. The buyer, they can extend the warranty. They can. At renewal, we will offer a renewal to them. And the great thing is, is they can pay monthly payments. My goal and my hope is that the warranty has been negotiated into the contract, so it's paid for its settlement. And then at, at the renewal, most homeowners don't have that money to pay in full. How do they know, hey, your warranty is getting ready mm -hmm. to expire? We call as well as send a, a mailer. Yeah. 
So I'm with First American myself, so I get to see the process and I get the renewal notice just like a consumer would. So how about for people that are watching and aren't selling their house or buying another mm -hmm. one? Can you get a home warranty on something you're living in now? You can. They would just give me a call. I can put them through our friends and family and um, we can get that coverage in place same day. So no matter how long they've been in the house, 20, 25 years, doesn't matter. They Correct. can get a home warranty, cover their systems right now. They can. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Great. So how about as far as contractors, can they choose their own contractor or must they use contractors already approved through the warranty company? So we are not a company that lets the customer choose their own contractors. And, you know, I've looked at both sides and it really is a value add that we, you know, we have a, a, a pool of contractors that are already vetted, um, licensed, bonded and insured. We also have a contractor relations team that we manage those contractors. So that's another way that we are different in the industry. Um, the companies and, and the conversations that I've had with the companies that allow the customer to choose their own, they have no control. So if there is a problem, who do you call? And I can that? tell you, I personally, when I was selling real estate uh, before I became the broker, um, I had a situation where one of the houses that I had sold, the buyer moved in, husband was out of the country, and um, she had an infant and a toddler mm -hmm. and it was a sewer backup and it had completely flooded the basement mm -hmm. disgusting mess terrible and uh, not knowing what to do she cleaned it up and when she flushed the toilet again same mess uh, she had called me because she couldn't reach the warranty company and the warranty company said that it would be three days before someone would come out. And clearly this was an emergency. Right. And, uh, you know, of course, I got a hold of the representative that wasn't much more help. And um, as a result, they came out and said that the claim was actually denied. And they said that there was a... Um, a tissue or something a, a rag or something that mm -hmm. they had found inside mm -hmm. and this was you know relatively new construction and and she was denied right. so um very upset you know if it wasn't something that would have been covered under warranty the fact that it took that warranty company to get somebody out there you know three days over mm -hmm. a whole weekend i mean mm -hmm. is that normal anna mm -hmm. is your warranty com company different mm -hmm. So the standard in the industry, I can speak about the standard, is uh, from the time the claim is filed, the, co the company has, uh, or the contractor has 48 hours to reach out to schedule an appointment, and they need to service by the third day. However, there's a caveat to that. If there's an emergency, and I would clearly, you know, sewage backup, um, gas leak, uh, no hot water, um, that is an emergency. So for First American, we actually convert that claim as long as we're advised of what the situation is. Um, and I would have expected that they should have known that there's raw sewage coming into the house, that the claim you know, should have been escalated. So mm -hmm. we do our best with that, um, and we escalate to same day, next day. Right. And you, you, know, you can always call me, text me, um, reach out to me. Um, we do have claims 24-7. But as the area manager, I am reachable and accessible, and sure. I will do what I need to do to escalate that. Yeah. Um, sometimes contractors can't service. So at that point, if we cannot get one of our contractors to service, we will authorize for the homeowner to find a contractor who could do that emergency service. Mm -hmm. At least come out and to diagnose it. 
We just yeah. want to stop whatever property damage we can. So, so in that situation, would that claim have been denied as well because they had found the rag or something in the pipe? Or it would. We don't cover foreign matter, most, okay. and and that's pretty standard in the industry. Sure. No roots. I mean, some may may say they cover some roots, but generally, foreign yeah. matter. Um, it's unfortunate, but I am seeing more and more that um, backups are, are occurring. Um, but if, if we do, I just had one where a contractor had, had put a, like a oil soaked rag, you know, it got flushed by accident. Maybe, Sometimes they do it because it the sewer lines in and the gases are coming up or whatever. And they actually oh, put okay. a, you know, a rag over to prevent that, you know, gas back up or okay. the smell. And, and that. then it goes down. And then sometimes, you know, it ends up falling down or what have right. you. But now that we have the advantage of all your years uh, in insurance, mm-hmm. so, you mm-hmm. know, can we kind of sidebar for a minute? Sure. So would that have been a claim? that would have been paid on the casualty side? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate for a homeowner you know, in the house that short period of time, but that's really what insurance is for. It's for those catastrophic events. Right. And you know, homeowners sometimes will want to put in a small claim. Um, I've always recommended that you, know, you don't submit anything less than three times your deductible. Is that a specific rider or mm-hmm. you know, an added endorsement that someone would need you know, that's watching this, that's buying a house, maybe right. a renovation or a new construction where maybe it's foreign matter in the sewer line and should they make sure that they're asking their insurance provider if that's covered or is that automatically covered? What comes to mind first is that you want to have someone working for you. You want to have a knowledgeable insurance agent working for you and protecting you and your clients. I mean, I think as a real estate agent, it's one more tool and one more piece that they can go that next step to make sure that they are aligned with an insurance agent or brokerage that protects their clients. Um, but for the consumer watching, yes, that you want to have water backup of sewers and drains on your insurance That is contract. an additional that kind of rider. That is an additional rider. Right, it's Correct. Right. It's an endorsement. Right. Rider endorsement. Um, That is very, very important. And some companies will, or insurance agents will make it very low um, to keep the price down. That's not where you want to skimp on that coverage. Right. Yeah, because when you're buying a house, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe you've never even bought a house before. You have no idea. Right. So you're right. It is important that you have a great team of professionals Mm -hmm. around you. So Anna, with all your years experience, I'm sure you've seen so many different types of claims. What are the most, I'm going to say like the top five claims that you seem to see? Yeah, I've seen a lot. Um, So number one, I think I'm seeing right now, I'm seeing a lot of the backup of sewers and drains, like the backup coming into the house and where the homeowner has not had a scope, a sewer scope inspection. Um, if, if I could recommend to every realtor to add that into their addendum, into their inspections, um, just to give that client, that new buyer, the opportunity to have that inspection, so important. Mm-hmm. It's pretty devastating. When it's they expensive, have Ross, it, it's very like expensive. Two, People don't realize the right. sewer line's down seven, eight, ten feet. Yeah. Very, right. So it's not, this isn't you get out a shovel and dig a hole in the yard and fix a pipe. Right. Pretty devastating. This is a major, and right. it could be under a driveway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? right. It, so it could be really a big deal it is a big deal can't find what they're looking for right so one of my recent claims that came to mind was that scenario where the realtor did recommend the sewer scope and the homeowner declined it it was two hundred dollars savings however thousands and thousands of dollars in damage to our house and um very very expensive for her so i hate to see that happen yeah it's kind of i'm so you know i'm so um 
focused on pr protecting the consumer and reducing that risk or transferring that risk from the home buyer to another company because it is pretty financially devastating to them. Um, so that's a big one right now. I'm also seeing HVAC and and furnace claims. You know, older systems that are in good that are that are dated, but it's still in good working order. Again, a home inspection is a snapshot in time. You don't know when that system's going to fail. And it, it always, it's Murphy's Law. <laughs> Murphy lives in this industry, and um, that's a big one that I see. That, you know, I hear a lot, my seller can't afford it or my buyer can't afford it. Well, that's why you need a home warranty. Mm -hmm. And really understand how the warranty is going to protect your client. So that's another big one. Mm -hmm. um, I see a lot of plumbing claims inside, you know, leaking faucets, pipes breaking, toilets not flushing, that backup occurring again. That's a big one. Um, and appliance claims are always there. But I think the biggest are you're going to be your HVAC, um, your plumbing, um, some electrical. Yeah, I know personally for an HVAC, it always, once it gets warm, May, June, mm -hmm. and then you're not getting the cooling. So I've experienced that myself. So that's a big, that is a big deal and something that I see often, especially with buyers purchasing homes in the winter, you can't test the air conditioning, right? So how do you know if it's working? If there's no warranty in place, you're not protecting your client. So I know last March we experienced a lot of this, and I'm, we're, we're gearing up for we're in spring market now, gearing up for early spring, and, and temperatures will be changing, and that buyers are flipping those switches for the the air conditioning and it doesn't cool. Mm -hmm. So um, that is a big claim that I see early on in the spring and then throughout the summer. But um, First American, we cover Freon 100%. Um, not all companies do. And the government phased out Freon 1-1 um, of 2020. So they're no longer producing Freon. Mm. Interesting. Very, very costly to a buyer who, again, yeah. experiences that for yeah. the first time, turns that, that air conditioning unit on and it doesn't cool. And they need Freon. You know, it can range anywhere between 120 to 175 a pound. Um, and I expect that it's going to go up as the supply goes down and they're no longer producing it. So... Um, wow. Very expensive. Yeah. Um, so we, if First American, if we can't fix the system, we will actually replace it. And I think a lot of people don't realize with the changing in Freon mm -hmm. and the different systems, you can't just replace an outside unit. Or you can't just replace necessarily a furnace. Right. Because, you know, if it's a different type of cooling fluid that or, you know, that's being used or gas that's being used. Right. What's happening is you have to replace both of those, the mm -hmm. inside and the outside unit. And also, depending on the age, the systems are all electronic and circuit boards and things like that and right. not even communicating. Correct. They're not able to communicate with each other. So right. I think, you know, some great takeaways. If we can talk about for a minute, good working order, because, mm -hmm. you know, as a good agent and broker, um, you know, I'm always trying to protect our client's interest. Right. So when we're getting these home inspectors and we're not hiring the home inspectors, our buyers are. So when we're representing a buyer, um, would you think it would be, um, you know, good advice for agents or even, you know, um, if you're thinking about buying a house and you, you're not working with an agent yet and highly recommend you get a home inspection on a home, even if it's new construction, um, despite whether they had, you know, pulled all the permits or not mm -hmm. um, or had the, you know, governmental agency, you know, finals, but actually having a home inspector come through and um, if nothing else, they do a great job of explaining systems to you if you never bought anything before. But would you recommend on these, when, a, when an inspector is saying that a, a system is at its life end, end of life, would you recommend that they actually make a note in that report that 
however it is in good working order. Well, all in inspectors handle things a little differently. I know there's a standard. Um, if you look at the DLLR and Maryland Home Inspectors, they have a, a standard, as we all do in our industry. So I see the verbiage a little differently with each inspector. So they'll state it's in good working order or it's end of life. To What I typically see is it's end of life budget for replacement. So that's that's fine. But should they actually push them to put the the words in good working order? So if they're not using your warranty company mm -hmm. and we're talking about other warranty companies that could deny those end of life claims, right. which we've personally seen, is that wording important to that buyer that it was, even though they were advised, hey, it is end of life, right. budget for replacement, who mm -hmm. knows how long it's going to last, but the fact of the matter is that it is in good working order. Mm -hmm. Would you, as a buyer, want to in, you know, insist that that type of phraseology is in the report? I don't know if it would make a difference. And I, I can speak to First American as well as the general standard in the industry as far as specific contracts with companies. Um, they interpret claims and their process a little differently. Um, as I've, you know, had scenarios brought to my attention and asked, what would First American do? Yeah. Um, so, for us, if it says in good working order, or end of life budget for replacement, but there's no other notation, I would think that's enough. Um, I don't know if it would make a difference if they said that it's still in good working order. But if it didn't order. say good working order, and the only reason I'm beating this mm -hmm. is because I've seen so many claims denied. Right. You know, people are spending money for warranties. Right. You know, they're spending money for and being sold multiple year warranties mm -hmm. and thinking that's going to add a value. And then all of a sudden, you know, something breaks. And I can't tell you, I mean, it, several times, you know, a year it happens to where I'm getting a call where mm -hmm. there's an upset buyer saying, right. you know, they feel like they've been frauded mm -hmm. because they have something that they're being denied. Sure. So, you know, and, and of course, you're when you're buying a house and, you know, the HVAC is 15 or 20 years mm -hmm. old, you know, if you're making a contingent upon that seller replacing that system, right? You know, that's a deal, that could be a deal killer. Absolutely. But if you said to the seller, however, mm -hmm. we'll take a warranty instead, right? but that has no value either, then that's still, sure. we're back to a, you know, a situation where a buyer doesn't right. have the $20,000 or $25,000 to replace it. Of course. So the next piece to that is what I see is that they'll state that it's end of life budget for replacement. And then the inspector will say that it have it serviced and certified by a licensed HVAC contractor. That's the indication that it's not in good working order. Right there is, is very important verbiage. And again, it may vary depending on inspector, mm -hmm. but when that next comment is made, that's important. Right. So as a buyer's agent, I would, um, if I were a buyer's agent, I would recommend that that number one, that that unit be serviced and certified. That's really your protection. Mm -hmm. The warranty is never. Where's the protection come from that? So we honor our contract. Um, we don't, there's no gray area with us. It's very clearly stated. If the system is in good working order, um, we've seen where we've had those claims and then we've looked at the home inspection that it said to have it serviced and certified, but that wasn't done. That's really leaving a gap and not protecting the, the customer, gotcha. regardless of what company, Right. okay? And you because, buyers that are listening, whether you have an agent or not, remember this ultimately yeah. falls on your responsibility. Make sure that you're making these notations and you know we see a lot. Right. So when somebody's buying a house, let's say it's $300,000 house and they find out they need a $25,000 repair mm -hmm. and they were barely putting the down payment you know exactly. together and getting seller assistance on down payment, 
this is a big deal. It is. Right? Especially when right. it could leave them right. without heating or air conditioning. So once they have that serviced and certified, I want to go one step further with that. If they have it serviced and certified and it's in good working order and it's still end of life, we're First American. We're fine with that. Okay. That's good. Well, Anna, we really appreciate it. We're going to put all your information with your permission in our show notes. Great. Your Thank contact you. information. Is there anything more that we can give um, the, uh, you know, the public? Um, is there maybe, um, do you have a checklist or would you have a problem with us putting a link maybe to your actual warranties? Sure. And I mean, since they can buy them too, right? Absolutely. So would they reach out to you or how would they... You know, if they're in Maryland, obviously they could reach out to reach you. Out what to if me? they're in Virginia or North Carolina or California? Sure, great question. They can reach out to me. I have counterparts. Um, you know, we're a national company. Okay. We're a Fortune 500 company. So I can connect them if they have any questions. Great. Um, and I would love to be a resource. So, you know, if they it's have nice. any questions, if I can answer them for them, that is my focus is educating the consumer, uh, the real estate agent, anybody who's supporting that transaction to help close the gap for the customer. Sure. When I say Absolutely. gap, the insurance gap. Yeah. So a home warranty closes that gap where the homeowner's insurance protects the structure and the personal property. We protect the budget and peace of mind. Yes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So we hope you guys found value in this episode of Things You Should Know. And remember, protect yourself when you're buying a house. Make sure that you have great insurance in place, that you talk with a fantastic professional agent that knows exactly what you're doing and that can give you your options to protect your asset and look for those home warranties. So see you next time. Sachs Realty, Maryland broker number 607720, office number 443-318-4514, equal housing opportunity.